Welcome to a new episode of It Be Your Own People, a new podcast about what's going on in pop culture and being a POC in today's social environment, because sometimes it be your own people. Maybe it's your brother, sister, or a friend. Karen at the job or Karen next door, a leader of the movement you thought you could trust. Most of the time, it's somebody you already know. Beware the wolves, y'all. And now more than ever, people are showing you who they really are, and you need to know who you can trust. Hey everyone, and welcome back to yet another fun-filled episode of It Be Your Own People. As always, we're going to get it started off with y'all with a cocktail of the day. Treva, what are you sipping on over there? I'm sipping on a nice Mezcal Paloma, and it is delicious. What about you? Ooh, see, we are, we almost are feeling the same type of tequila-ish vibes. I'm having a coffee with a rum chata to keep me awake and also keep me fun and flirty at the same time. We like that. All right. So jumping into our game today, who is your favorite judge? Oh, I like this. I like this. So right off top, you know, my favorite, favorite, favorite judge of all time has got to be Judge Judy. Oh, you know it. Judge Judy will always put you in their place. Yes, she always comes through with the truth and then some shade or not even some shade, all the shade, because there are some episodes in there where she just like cannot help herself. She will straight up call you stupid. Say, what are you doing here? Are you dumb? And make sure that the right person wins. So I always want her in my, well, you know, she's retired now, but still she's my favorite hands down TV judge. Yes, Judge Goat. Next up, I I used to love me some Judge Joe Brown. Oh, yes. I do remember watching Judge Joe Brown on the judge shows that came on right after school. And I'd be sitting there because it's like he's kind of like an uncle. So he tells you the truth, but he tries to give you some like real fatherly, uncle advice that you could really take with you once you've left the courtroom. Which also reminds me of Judge Maybelline. She was the original divorce court woman and she will always tell you some sass, but also try to like throw a lesson in there too. So I love me some Judge Maybelline. I was very sad when they replaced her. I know. Yes. Judge Maybelline was funny too. And she did a couple of cameos in some of the Tyler Perry movies too, because he knew she had to be there to bring in that spice. Yes. And it was the accent for me too. And I even love Judge Lynn Toler, who replaced Judge Maybelline. She brought her own flair to divorce court. So I wasn't mad that she replaced her, but she's no longer on divorce court. We have some new chick. I'm not watching her. But I do love that we can see Judge Lynn Toler giving out some advice to couples on some of the TV shows on the celeb couples that can't get it together. Oh, yeah. Those are always fun to watch because they're messy and they definitely need some of that third party perspective to get their ish together. And then there's also Judge Mathis. And we know Judge Mathis keeps the real real. He know how to tell the whole truth. We remember him from back in the day on Wendy Williams radio show where he ooh, snatched all her edges with the truth because she tried to come for him because, you know, they both had past issues with the drugs and stuff. So he is very truthful about his past, but he will always tell everybody in the courtroom, don't don't come for me. I came from the streets. I will jump behind this chair and let you really know who you're messing with. Yes, I do remember that and honestly she needed some of that and that's the kind of spice and flair that I like with my daytime TV because you know if I have it on it's in the background so that I can get
get some work done. But every once in a while, I like to be like, oh, yeah, you tell him, Judge Mathis. And then we also can't forget Judge Marilyn Milan from the People's Court. Love her. Yeah, she always kept it real, real, real. And don't be walking up into her courtroom without having your paperwork and them receipts together. Yes, and she's real quick to throw some uh, Spanish down on it, too. And lastly, just for fun, we threw in Jerry Springer because even though he was on TV as a host for many, many, many years, he was also a judge in the past. Yeah, you know, I did I did not know this until just a few years ago that he is a whole lawyer and judge out here, but was, you know, just representing and trying to keep all the mess together and creating some mess on his show. Listen, it's not his problem. If people want to come on his show and he makes a way to copy off of that because I will always watch his show if you don't know who your baby daddy is after the fifth try you're doing this to yourself by coming on the show and making a fool and I will watch it and that was one of my I hate to say it but you know me I love the toxic TV and some of the best episodes were uh, here we have back for the ninth time and you are not the father it's the men throwing themselves on the floor jumping up and praise for me I will mm-hmm. always be like listen girl man do better doing the stanky leg up and down the stage It's now time for What the Fuck News. A doctor in Austria amputated the wrong leg for this 82-year-old man due to what they call, quote-unquote, human error. Can you believe this crap? What are your thoughts on this, Ellie? No. No, I'm sorry. I do extend a lot of grace for human error. I understand that no one is perfect, but these are those situations where you damn well better be on your P's, Q's, I's, T's, R's, the whole alphabet and make sure that you are amputating the correct part of my body. So I'm now not running around missing two instead of one. So this error occurred after a hospital worker, not the surgeon, the hospital worker mistakenly put a pre operative mark on the wrong leg so this led to them amputating the right leg instead of the left no i'm sorry so you mean to tell me that there's no checks and balances going on in this That's hospital what i'm saying i don't know what austria is doing but they're obviously doing it wrong and i you know even checked up to see if the surgeon if the worker was fired apparently the surgeon who's involved is not currently on duty at her own request like there needs to be some sort of repercussions for this this man Oh, they the hospital did offer the family and this man you know some therapy but that's not enough i mean the man has no legs this is crazy because they did have to go and amputate the right one eventually can you imagine going up for surgery waking up and then they're like oh yeah so hey girl we were supposed to cut off your right leg but we ended up cutting off your left leg but eventually we're gonna need to cut this off so you about to be legless yeah not happening Mm-mm. i don't know what i would do but Sue in the hospital is definitely happening. And the people who are on staff, all of them. I mean, unfortunately, you are involved in this. You should be fired. Like, that's your job. That That is literally your job to make sure that, you know, you're giving people the best absolute care possible. And you not taking the three seconds to double check to make sure that you are amputating the right leg. Come on. That's just simple. And they amputate the leg above the knee, which is even worse. So like, yeah, it just gets, it's bad on bad on bad. Like, nope, I can't have that. But moving on, Uncle Luke is mad that the two live crew isn't a part of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. 
thoughts on this, Sally? How you feel? Would you like to see them in the Hall of Fame? I mean, okay, listen. Doodoo Brown and Pop That Poom Poom Baby, it's a whole vibe, but is it something that I would consider to be Hall of Fame worthy? I'm sorry. It's not for me. I was mad that they have been snubbed for not being in this year of inductees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But to be eligible, the artist's work has to be at least 25 years old. And let's not act like they have not been given their flowers so i just say you know sit this one out uncle luke i also don't think that this should be in the rock and roll hall of fame i don't know yeah it's just i don't know how i feel having this body of work next to the likes of tina turner for example such a wide range of music and just overall decades of bop so yeah Yes, and I hear that. But on the flip side, they also inducted Jay-Z, you know what I mean? And LL Cool J. And it's not like their raps have all been flowers and dandies. They've had some talking about this and slinging drugs back in the day and and a whole world of things they talked about throughout the decades. So I kind of get where Uncle Luke is coming from. But I do feel like since his work is a bit more uh, vulgar, you know, because they did have to create the parental advisory because of their album. This is true. But I mean, you could also make the argument though that jay-z has a much wider discography by comparison because by comparison uncle luke has stopped making work but okay <laughs> i see where you're going with this but l- let's move right along what the hell has demi lovato done got herself in now yeah okay so i'm just gonna preface this by saying that y'all really need to stop taking these dna ancestry results and why like y'all the second coming of zamunda because demi lovato took these uh dna ancestry results and you know instead of just posting the results online she had to go take it a little bit too far and she posts herself in a full-on kente cloth what after her results determined that she's one percent african so her full results said that she's mostly spanish with some native american scandinavian irish and british roots and then there's that one percent african see for me it's like okay you find out your ancestry and you're happy about this cool i get it but at the same time you were also so many other different ethnicities why did you have to choose the one percent african to take a picture with the kente cloth you know what i mean did you go up and put all the other garbs of the different ethnicities up as well did you take pictures and do that no she did not but once she put this up on twitter people were coming for her and her response was just thought it was cool and totally random some of y'all are mean af twitter sucks okay well if it was so cool and totally random why didn't she so cool and totally random put on a native american headdress or why didn't she so cool and random put on a typical of the the spanish flowing dress or or dress up like a flamenco dancer or Or do whatever the hell they do in, in ireland and britain yeah like what's up with that yep I know I hear you, but uh, I'm going to need Demi to sit down. Isn't she still on her mental break right now? You need to just chillax and stay off the social. She gets off the socials, then she gets back on. She goes through uh, engagement, then she breaks up. She's going through so many waves and up and downs. I think she just needs to relax and chill because this, no girl, no. I agree. Your mental health takes precedence and you going on here and deliberately doing things that you know are going to make you a target. There is no possible way that she thought that she was going to post a picture of herself in a full on kente and that no one was going to have anything to say about it. It's like you want the attention, but then you mad. Exactly. So you mad for the dumb shit that you knew that she was doing that was dumb when you did it. And that's that on that. 
And now on to regular regular news. So this news isn't quite what the fuck, but it's definitely something worth talking about in Whole Foods of a gentrifying rat within the meat section. Treva, tell us a little bit about the good taste on some of these New York City vermin. So basically, this rat definitely did have good taste because it was slabbing down on a 23 pound slab of veal. And I saw the video. I saw it at least two, three times. I don't know why I watched it more than once, but it was disgusting. And I love me some Whole Foods. But I will say that I have been to Whole Foods since uh, this occurred. I know I can't help it, but I definitely was getting some of the more frozen products or like, I know it doesn't help, but I did get some cheese and I'm just, I'm giving faith in them. And this happened at the Whole Foods in Columbus Circle in New York City. So I hope they got their ish together, but I do really stand by Whole Foods. But as a true customer, I couldn't stop going. I mean, okay. so the thing is, and for New York City people and people who have visited New York, Whole Foods that is at Columbus Circle is right next to the train station. Like literally, it's right there. So to me, it's not very surprising that, you know, there would be mice around the store. But my thing is just like people be more vigilant because how did the mouse end up all the way? into the display case in the middle of the day as people are walking around if that's what's happening in the front of the house I don't need to know don't want to think about what's going on in back of house no you are absolutely right it was all the way nasty and it's truly a question of how did it get in the case and how was no one else around to see it this woman who was in the Whole Foods recorded it put it on her TikTok and it went viral obviously but my goodness how did it happen Yeah, and these New York City mice, they bold. And honestly, they just out here doing anything for the gram because normally when a mouse notices that people are have discovered it or are watching it, it will scurry away. This man did not scurry. He was there just gnawing on that veal like it was, you know, the second coming of Jesus, which honestly, at $23 a pound, I can understand why you did not move as quickly as you should have, but damn. Yes, and moving on to tell us, Sally, what no one else wants to do anymore. So, according to some figures recently released by the Social Security Administration, it has been brought to the public's attention that nobody wants to name their baby Karen anymore. Say what? Yeah, apparently, according to the data uh, that was released by the SSA, the name Karen fell 171 spots on the popularity list from 660 to 831, according to an article uh, published in the Huffington Post as of June 1st. I mean, this comes as a surprise to no one. Basically, having the name Karen is like the kiss of death. I haven't seen it bother that many people who are black with the name Karen, but definitely anyone Caucasian with the name Karen. Oh, it's not a good look, baby. Oh, no, ma'am. Yeah. And I mean, they really did it to themselves because remember when the whole like, oh, you're a Karen, you're a Karen started coming out and all of these white fragile tears started coming down and they were claiming that being called a Karen is as a oppressive as being called the n-word no i'm done i'm done yeah no sorry yeah. Nope. Yeah. i i cannot nope i don't want to exactly hear anymore that. that just i'm not even gonna give breath to that let's talk about Saka. she withdrew from the french open to focus on mental health yes so naomi osaka decided to pull out of the french open after the organizers threatened to expel her for not honoring her media commitments. Now, she decided to withdraw from the tournament and she made this announcement earlier in the week after she was fined for refusing to attend a press conference. So, Asaka 
made it very clear that she's dealt with depression and social anxiety and that participating in the press conference exacerbates those issues for her. So I feel like it was great for her to pull out of the open, but I feel like they also should understand that when someone is mentally going through something, was it fair to find her? I mean, I understand that she couldn't fulfill the obligations, but she is saying, I need help. This doesn't help me mentally. And I am expressing that to you. Make it make sense. Like, the thing that pisses me off about this is that people were going on the socials telling her that she was being such a brat, that she was being very ungrateful, unappreciative of the opportunities that were extended to her. But when the French Open officials uh, said that they were going to find her, she said, that's fine. You can find me. I will pay the fine. But she ultimately decided to withdraw because even though she said, yeah, I will pay the fine, they threatened to continue to have all of these other restrictions put on her if she continued to refuse to do media. And, you know, we saw this a lot, too, with Marshawn Lynch when he would refuse to speak to the media because that's not his jam. That's not what he wanted to do. And I do appreciate the fact that she's willing to put her mental health, her self-care and realize, you know what, this is not for me right now. So I will just put a pin in this and then come back uh, when I'm in a much better mental position to actually do that. And I applaud her for that. Yes, agree. Claps all around. And now a Detroit woman got fined $385 for talking too loud on her phone. So basically, Diamond Robinson believed that her white neighbor targeted her because she is black. Ooh, child. Explain, Sally. One afternoon, Robinson was walking up and down her street in East Point, Michigan, and one of her neighbors asked her to please keep it down, talk in a softer voice, or if she could just end her call. Robinson told the neighbor, who apparently is very new to this area, to get out my face and keep her phone conversation going. That's when the neighbor decided to call 911, and 911 pulled up with that $385 ticket for her. But not just that. They also showed up at three minutes. I was like, oh, that's quick. Wow. Right. But the fact that they find her $385, that seems very extreme. Also, because they both live in the same neighborhood. If you're telling someone they're talking too loud, this just doesn't seem like with all the crime that goes on in the world, is this something that you should be calling the cops on? And then the cops show up and then this is what you this is how it resulted. You couldn't have a conversation with the two women. None of this makes sense. Yeah. And the thing that I found that I found so annoying about this particular instance is that we know all the hot ass mess that's going on in Detroit, but y'all have time to show up in three minutes for a public nuisance complaint to charge this woman almost four hundred dollars. Like, come on. And I'm not even talking about race. I don't see why race has to be brought into this. Like one person's black and one person is white. My whole issue is why were the cops called and why did the cops show up and find her? That makes no sense. Exactly. And now this is going to be an ongoing issue. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is something that turns into some other petty ass escalation stuff later on down the line. And now time for... We out here with it, baby. In this very sweet and special moment of hashtag we winning, we just wanted to highlight this, this high school teenager who was able to get into 20 universities, including Ivy Leagues, with his essay about a stuffed animal. And after his final decision, he has decided to be a Attending Princeton in the fall. 
Yeah, this was a really great story once I saw it on the news. Basically, this high school senior from New Jersey, he decided to write an important essay about a stuffed animal that belonged to his brother who passed away. Now, I don't think he actually met this brother. His brother passed away when he was just a few months old, but the mother kept it for him and told him that this belonged to your brother. And so he used that as a really emotional and great essay that got him into over 20 universities. So he said that he's worn and tattered, but don't judge a book by its cover. So many great inspirational things coming from this young man. So I hope he has a wonderful, bright future at Princeton. I love this message. And one of the things that really warms my heart about this is that once we sit down to think about that college essay topic, you really want to come up with something that makes you stand out, but makes you stand out in a positive way. And this is just great inspiration that something that may seem like a regular inanimate object has drawn so much hope, so much support, and has really been his illuminating path for him to be able to go on to great and excellent things. So congratulations to you and all the snaps. Good luck to this wonderful black man. Yes. And now standing for everyone POC at the Billboard Awards who won and were nominated. But let's also highlight Drake who won Artist of the Decade. I'm so happy about this. Yes, girl, you know, I love me some Drake. Yes, I've been down with Drake since Degrassi. And yes, this is pre wheelchair uh, Drake, but still love him nonetheless. And we also want to highlight The Weeknd who won 10 out of his 14 awards. So I'm glad that these people are getting their accolades and their flowers now. Yes, all the flowers and roses while they are here with us so that we can celebrate alongside. And finally, Ray J has won $17,000 in the slots at the San Miguel Casino in Southern California. Yeah, this is just, uh, you know, one of those classic cases of the rich get richer. I mean, happy for you, Ray J, but did you need that extra 17K? No, but basically he took a $100 bill and he put them into penny slots and just after a few spins i mean bam here he goes winning seventeen thousand dollars good for you you yeah, know hope is... you invested it into your business this some bullshit because you know uh how much i won the last time i was at the penny slots i put in seven dollars and i won 72 cents so yeah um ray j can you please like send some of that good luck our way for some of us who actually need more coins and that's that on that. All right, for this section of Check this out. I'm really excited about this reunion road trip that's going to be premiering in June on E. They're basically going to be bringing together stars from popular shows from the past. Sally, let us know what shows we're going to see these reunions. So some familiar faces that we will be seeing are actors from Scrubs, A Different World, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy and All My Children. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I love A Different World, obviously, hands down, but also All My Children. I love that growing up. My mother adored that show growing up. So I can't wait to see all the old cast come back together. I mean, that show was on for decades until they basically got rid of most of the soap operas. But, ooh, I can't wait for this. That's going to be a good watch for me. Yeah, and then what I like about this particular casting of bringing actors back from these shows is that the actors on these shows had great chemistry on screen, but they were also all really good friends off screen. So being able to see that play out um, in this sort of like road trip reality type of situation, I think is going to make for some really good feel good TV. Well, I hope they had good relationships. So anyone we don't see, we know who didn't get along with them. This but- is true too. 
Moving on to something on Netflix popping up in June. It's called This Is Pop. And it's a documentary about the untold stories of the pop genre. Tell us more about this, Sally. So here, uh, this is an eight-part docuseries that will bring together artists like Boys to Men, T-Pain, Shania Twain, Babyface, Public Enemies Chuck D. It's going to start premiering later this summer on June 22nd. And then... One of the great things about this, and, you know, a lot of networks have been doing this, but I think Netflix especially has been on the forefront of highlighting Black and POC stories. Here, they're trying to shine a light on racism, sexism, classism, queer politics, and social injustice, while also celebrating the levity and joy for which pop music has long been known. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. Again, another must on my watch list. But also, we have a lot of documentaries coming, and I'm super excited about this one premiering also in June on Amazon Prime video. It is Mary J. Blige giving us a look into her life. I'm so excited. It's actually called My Life based off of her 1994 super uh, amazing album. This project comes out in honor of African-American Music Appreciation Month. And one of the purposes is to give us this in-depth look at the superstar's deeply personal and critically acclaimed 1994 album, my life now mary also mentioned that my life was the darkest album and at one of the most darkest times in her life she said she was super depressed and she didn't want to live so i can't wait to see a bit more of what she was going through but basically how she can reflect on it now you know at 50 nearly two three decades later but she said that going back and reliving that time, music felt like an out-of-body experience, but she's so humbled by it. And I just love me some Auntie Mary, so I can't wait to see this. Yeah, you know, one of the things that Mary always does is keep it real, real, real. So this is going to be like some of the realest, rawest moments that she could possibly give us in terms of what's been going on in her life. And, you know, when artists go through that dark, depressing time, their music is their outlet. It's how they're able to express themselves how they're able to it, it's almost as if it's some sort of therapy for them and even though you know it was an unfortunately dark time for her it really gave us some of the most beautiful music of the 90s so being able to see the story behind that is going to be such an amazing experience for us as viewers yes and the last documentary on our watch list for june it's going to be on hulu and it's called the housewife and the hustler it's about housewife of beverly hills Erica Jane and her thieving ass husband, Tom Girardi. <laughs> Me looking at this, I'm thinking this is something that should definitely be on Lifetime and not Hulu. But here, what we're going to be looking at are how various legal experts are going to be looking at the embezzlement case against Tom Girardi. And then they're going to speak on the scandal surrounding the former couple, all of which came to light following Erica's divorce filing last year. But this, you know, it was very interesting timing that she filed for divorce and then shit hit the fan about her husband stealing everybody's coins. On Bravo's show of The Housewives, we will be seeing the play out of the divorce and how it comes about. But this document is going to be exclusively showing and featuring voice messages and court records that have never been aired. So it's really going to get messy. And I'm like, oh, I hope Erica Jane did not know about any of this. And I hope she had nothing to do with it. Mind you, she did let us know when we first met her as a housewife years ago that she spends about 40000 a month on glam. So I'm hoping soon to be ex-husband of hers was not embezzling money to fund their very lavish lifestyle. If not, I'm sure we're going to be seeing her doing a lot of her own makeup and hair on these next few episodes of Beverly Hills Housewives. So that should be interesting. 
And now time for some... The sad blackity black ass truth. This week, unfortunately, you know, the stars are just not aligning for former Empire star Bryshear Gray, who recently pled guilty to domestic battery and assaulting his wife. And as a result, is spending 10 days in prison. But you know what? What? That's not even it. This happened seven months after he was already arrested for strangling his wife. And there were other... Other related charges against him too, including aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and kidnapping, but they were dropped with his plea agreement. I don't understand. This is terrible. And you know what? This is also one of those instances of how just truly devastating and terrible domestic violence is and all of the incidents that take place before there are any legal ramifications that actually take place. This is why it's so hard for people to come forward and report these things because very few times is justice ever actually being served in these situations. Very true. But you know what? His wife, you can get out. There are no children involved in this relationship. And in Empire star Brashear Gray, he's only 27. You can go to jail, you can get some counseling, and you can bounce back from this. But what you do need to realize is that Empire is over. You cannot act like your character in real life. Okay, this is not the show because you did all this crazy shit in the show. But you need to realize that that is a character. Leave that crap at home. Don't bring it to your wife. I hope his wife, you know, leaves because this is not the man you need to stick with. You know what? Maybe he had all that pent up Empire energy from the show getting canceled before they could actually finish off the series. And this is his way of just trying to let that all out. Well, she needs to let it all out with a divorce. And that's on period. And now time for your black card revolt. Oh, Sally. Your people, your people. So this Dominican and reggaeton artist named Nefasis, whose real name is Joel Garcia, showed up at his own wedding with a white tee, jeans, sandals, and socks. Please explain why. Ay, Dios mio. Why? In true form, it really be your own people. Because you know what? This is, and I'm, I can't even say that I'm shocked because this is actually very typical Dominican lame-ass behavior for you to show up to your own wedding looking like you're about to just hail a motoconcho to take you to the local wrestling match or some shit. But you know what pisses me off? So they tied the knot in December of 2020. Congratulations to you. But his wife, Diana, was glammed up in a lace gown, a sparkly tiara, and a veil. She had her hair and makeup done. Their kids were dressed up. A good portion of the people at the actual wedding were dressed up. But he chose to show up like this. Listen, Dominican people, please, please do not become the Florida of the Caribbean. Stop doing this crazy mess. How are you going to show up to your own wedding? You know, his wife probably beat that ass that night, too, for making her look like a dummy. Well, you uh, know and embarrassing what? her like that. You know what? I heard that she was not mad at him for dressing this way because I guess this is how he felt comfortable. But it's like, girl, no. I mean, clearly you love this man for allowing this to go down because you got to be like, no, 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 no. If we don't know what you're wearing months before, for the wedding, then there will be no wedding because I'll be damned if you're going to show up in your nightgown and say, oh, it's OK. I do. You my boo. No. I mean, the least he could have done was at best on a dark wash and made the pants long, but ripped denim shorts, a white T-shirt, tall socks and slides. Yeah. 
the tall socks and the slides. Like <gasps> he just came from the gym and was about to run an errand. But he was like, nope, I'm going to my wedding. No, he just straight up came off of 207 Street in the Bronx trying to get himself some mama sushi and then going to Mama Juana's for some hookah. That's where he was going. We were broking your black car. But at the end of the day, this is a union of love. So I hope the marriage is going well. And this is true love because you wanted to marry this man, Diana, just as he came. So blessings on blessings. But you know what? I hope you get some better pants, man. In this section of Reality Roundup. Pictures of Mindy Kaling surfaced with a ring on her finger. So naturally, everyone started to wonder, hey, girl, are you engaged? Mindy went on Twitter to go and say, I want to normalize unmarried women wearing rings on their ring finger without a husband. What you think about this? In one way, I'm like, you know what? Do you, girl? Go ahead. Do it for yourself. Because I actually do wear a ring on my ring finger sometimes, mostly because I don't like having rings on my right hand because I'm right handed. But I also do like sometimes wearing rings. But on the other hand, it's also like, girl, I hope that you're not out here when you're going out on dates with a, a ring finger on your ring hand. I mean, I just felt like uh, I agree with you. You can do what you want to do. But why are you trying to tell other women to do it? And my thing is, if it sparked engagement rumors, it clearly must have looked like a wedding band of some sort. You know what I mean? Or an engagement ring of some sort. Like, yeah, that's true are too. you purposefully trying to make people think that you're engaged? Because she's notorious for not letting us know who the father of her kids are. She has two kids. She's not seen out there with anyone. She has a really good friend who's an actor. They do a lot of projects together she's constantly said that that is her friend i feel like you kind of did this for clout and then now you want to tell other women hey go do this too and it's like girl what are you really doing i wouldn't be surprised if she has some project coming up in the works that also centers around these particular issues and this is her way of drumming up free publicity for it yes and moving on to vh1's couple retreat michael blackson comedian that we all love because he crazy he revealed why he likes multiple partners now in life so his whole thing on the show is him and his girlfriend raja or rada they like to have a third or more parties in the bedroom with them and basically he said that he went through a period in time when he came from africa to america and a lot of people weren't checking for him he said light-skinned dudes were in and popping and nobody wanted to give him any play and it wasn't until he was in a movie that he finally i guess lost his virginity at a later age and women started to find him attractive because of his stardom so now he wants to make up for lost times i just think you need some therapy dude like this happened in the past you can't help what people saw of you and how you feel about yourself now yeah and this isn't a sprint it doesn't really matter how long it took you to lose your virginity like the idea that you need to make up for lost time because people weren't giving you play before and a lot of this is also going to lead you to choosing partners and putting yourself in situations just out of being petty or maybe as a way to seek some kind of vindication or gratification and that's just not healthy emotionally mentally definitely physically because you may want to get that pee pee checked every once in a while Ooh, child. you over here slinging it around town with god knows how many other people so i hope at the very least he's being safe about it that too but my issue was that his girlfriend who got with him and knew he liked multiple partners now wants it to just be them two but it's like girl when you met him he said this is what he likes to do and you agreed to date him and other people so now that you want it to just be you two you can't change a man this is how he feels and 
however he's going to change his path and outlook on life, whether it's therapy or just finally deciding to settle down, that's got to be his choice. But I do think he needs some therapy. Yeah. And I feel like she definitely went into doing that thing that a lot of women do where it's like, oh, I can change him. Exactly. And in the history of that shit has never worked, girls. So you got to start looking out for yourself and what it is that you really want instead of what you think you can change this man into. Like, he's not a project. He's not a hump of clay that you can mold into what it is that you want. Because if it were that easy, girl, I would have done it a long time ago. Yes. And now something that showed up on Ready to Love that's on OWN. Would you ever let your potential man or woman talk to an ex boyfriend or girlfriend of yours to get info on you because this is what they did with the women on the show just a few weeks ago only if i got beat over the head with a stupid stick like why why i did not like that because for the men the men's week have their potential women that they're talking to meet their friends then when it came to switch over for women's week they had the potential guys speak to their exes and i just felt like that was so invasive like you have a certain relationship with one person and whatever happened in that relationship you might Still be, relationship. You might still be a little scorned. You may have been a different person in that relationship. So why would you then? Yeah, she was like this. She was like that. Maybe she's grown. How would you know? Maybe you guys had a really bad falling out. Exactly. And my thing is just like, I don't need insight into a person based on someone who he's dated past. yeah someone who used to sleep with you who knows exactly all dude why would i want any info from you no we are two different people everybody is not the same so if i'm a new potential coming in i want to hear from your ex what that got doing me i want to hear from people who you currently surround yourself with like who is circle who are your most trusted friends what does your family have to say about you because to me that says a lot more about the enduring character of a person than whatever happened in this other situation because it's like you said what if this other bitch is over here like oh i'm gonna take it for him because if he can't be with me he can't be with nobody so i'm gonna lie on his name and tell her all of these nasty things and then also perspective is a lot she may view him in one certain way and hate those things about him and that might be what i like about that person very true so i did not like that the show does this but hopefully they change and i can't wait to see who all the people end up with moving on to real housewives of potomac Ooh, that trailer came out and we're gonna see a new season of potomac coming out in july they have a newcomer named mia thornton I don't know her, but um, I don't know her either, but I definitely saw her on the trailer throwing some stuff. It looked like a tray like she already came in hot with flinging stuff at Candace and Candace flinging stuff at her. Yeah, so, she threw some salad. She threw some they threw salad back at each other. So I'm glad it wasn't a, a glass, you know, glass or, or, or wine like before. But oh, baby. Yeah, so I'm really, look, thank you, Andy and Bravo for giving us this new season of Potomac because this is going to be the perfect birthday present for me to start watching and getting into all of this mess because it looks really good this season. Like, they really came to party. Yeah, so we're going to see Ashley has now had her second baby. We're going to see if her husband is still acting up or cheating. We're going to see Candace's husband is now like her manager. You know, she's an actor and singer out here, so we get to see that. That always ends up well. And surprise to no one, Giselle is not with her cheating ex anymore. Hmm. Say what? No, not the pastor. No more pastor. Who saw that coming? But the biggest blow up of all is newcomer last season, Wendy. There are cheating rumors with her husband. So I hope it's not true. You know, I love to see a couple make it. I really hope it's not true. But I want to see all this drama play out. I really hope it's not true because I love Black Love. They were a really nice power couple that really kept it together. I hope this is 
one of those things where it's like they're alluding for the drama and then it actually turns into not being anything at all because they just want clicks and likes. Agreed. Either way, I'll be tuning in. And now a show on TLC called Extreme Sisters. Mm -mm. Tell us, Sally. Tell us. So Extreme Sisters is a new show about twin sisters who are dating the same man. Get out of here. And want to get pregnant at the same time. What? Okay, this is taking the whole idea of ghetto twins to a whole new level. I can't. No. There are certain things that should never be on TV. But it's like, if you want to do this kind of nasty, incestuous crap in your own life, fine. But why are you putting this out there into the world on TV for people to view? Like, this is all types of weird disgustingness. And the man who was dating both of them, he's like, wow, it's a lot of pressure on me, you know, to try to get them pregnant at the same time. I'm like, do you hear yourself? What kind of crazy alternate universe are we living in that this is on TV? Okay, so first of all, he's living out like the ultimate man fantasy about doing twins. So he needs to stop with all that capping that he's doing right now, talking about all this pressure. Second of all, ew. Okay, I will not even entertain the idea of dating a man who has dated one of my friends, but to actively be dating and sleeping and trying to get pregnant by the same man who is also doing the same thing with my twin sister. I'm like, ew, that's nasty. Mm-mm, I don't they, like that. They definitely need therapy and Jesus. I'm gonna move right along. The challenge all stars. The season is done. It was great. We have a winner. The winner is yes. Yes, that is his name. The year of yes. He won $500,000. And on the reunion, we found out he donated quite a bit to a lot of people as well, but also helped out his family, of course. So that was great. But the finalists, we had Darrell, Joanna, Jimmy, Gisela, Anissa, a bunch of people that we know and love. They did a great job. I personally liked the finale. It was really hard, which I love to see. But I didn't like that there was only one winner. Like they had a male who won, but usually they have a male and a female winner or like couples, a couple of them. They usually do a first, second and third place prize. Yeah, but I get that they wanted to have the most amount of money ever given to one person, but I just don't think that the women could beat the men. I'm just being realistic here. I hate to sound sexist, but they should have a male and a female winner. Yeah, and it's really not even about being sexist. It's just about looking at what can men physically do with the capabilities that they have versus what women can do. I would have loved to have seen, you know, a male winner and a female winner because those women, the most of the ones that were in the finale, they came there and put in work baby they did and you know what i get to try and even it out they had a point system but still i think that it would have been nice to have a male and a female winner and if that means that you have to half the prize money and one person gets 250 and the other person gets 250k that is fine but the fact that there was just one winner i was like damn but again i'm really happy that mark brought this to the hemisphere and that's how we were able to have a challenge all-stars i can't wait to see a next season yeah i'm really excited because this first season and you know it wasn't even just about watching the great challenges which was really fun to watch but also just after 15 20 years of not seeing each other and still having all that messy drama come into play oh yeah the messy drama people have families people have kids and they still hooking up Mm -hmm. we found out on the reunion that Gisela still wants to get down with Alton even though Alton is not married but he talks about the mother of his children a lot I don't know there's a lot of unanswered questions there but Gisela also needs to like fall back it was like honey girl why do you think that you are like the queen of the show and you just 
up and ended your friendship with Anissa. It was all very like too much. That was a lot. And honestly, at the end of the day, you're going to do what is best for your game when there is half a million dollars on the line. I will say that in hindsight, yes, did end up winning the whole thing. So had she said yes, his name instead of Nehemiah, he would have gone home. And who knows what the trajectory of the game would have been there. But Hisella definitely was doing hashtag team too much with all her hooting and hollering about how Anissa backstabbed her when I didn't see that at all. If you want to hit us up to say hey or let us know about any It Be Your Own People moments, send us an email at ibyoppodcast at gmail.com. Hey, y'all. Don't forget to like and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Podcast. And that's all we have for you today on It Be Your Own People. Stay woke, stay alert, and tune in next time.